Welcome back to Pod Hates Louisa, a weekly podcast where I talk about whatever the hell I want. Fun fact, I spilled coffee on my microphone two seconds before recording this, so hopefully my audio quality is still crispy. I'm also realizing that I didn't come up with a fun nickname for my listeners, and I feel like that's absolutely essential, so I'm thinking either something correlating to the religious wordplay in the title, something like heathens maybe, or something to do with dinosaurs, and I'm realizing I didn't explain the dinosaur thing at all in the last episode, which is definitely an oversight on my part. Basically, I love dinosaurs. They're my favorite animals. If someone tells you you can't have extinct animals as your favorite animals, don't listen to them. They're lame. Also, you can have fictional animals like unicorns as your favorite animals, although technically there are multiple animals that have one horn, such as a narwhal or certain species of rhinoceros. But I love dinosaurs. I wish some of them were alive. I know that's a hot take. We've all seen Jurassic Park. I hope we've all seen Jurassic Park. I feel like the other movies you can take or leave, but the original Jurassic Park movie is essential viewing. If you haven't seen that, go fix it. Please go fix that. Even if you don't care about dinosaurs, which is ridiculous, you should care about dinosaurs. They're awesome. You should watch that movie for Jeff Goldblum alone. He plays a hot scientist, like me. No further comments. But yeah, I think dinosaurs are really cool. I wish some of them were still alive. I feel like they would have been really smart. Maybe it's naive of me to assume that humans and dinosaurs wouldn't like tear each other to shreds if we both existed on the planet at the same time, but I think dinosaurs definitely would have been the dominant species if they weren't wiped out by cataclysmic extinction event. So I feel like if we cooperated, we could, you know, do a lot of cool stuff. My favorite dinosaur is Aqualops. It's like a very tiny, cute dinosaur. And honorable mention to Carnotaurus. Um, if you thought Tyrannosaurus was funny because it had tiny arms, Carnotaurus is like an even more extreme version of that. Its arms are even tinier proportional to its body. So I urge you to Google those if you can figure out how to spell it from my dubious pronunciation. Also, my favorite color is green. I know like not all dinosaurs are green, obviously. I think a lot of them were multicolored um, and also had feathers like birds and made bird noises, I would like to think. That seems to make sense to me. But a lot of popular depictions of dinosaurs are green, so I just like the aesthetic. And yeah, that's my justification for the dinosaur theme because it makes me happy. That's really all the justification that you need for anything in life, as long as it doesn't like hurt anyone, of course. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about happiness and the pursuit of happiness and mental health in general and also like the medical system and the pathologization of feelings. So that's going to be what this episode is about. I want to start by saying that I really resent being told that you are just like an anxious or depressed person. Like, I don't know. I have been told that at several points by people in the medical establishment and it's just not true about me. Like, yes, I am prone to high levels of anxiety and I have gone through depressive periods, but I'm also capable of happiness, absolutely, and there was a period where I felt like I wasn't capable of being happy and enjoying life because of what I was being told by the medical establishment, and I I just think it's really problematic to treat anxious or depressed states as non-transient, like treating them like you will feel this way forever and it won't ever fully get better, because I don't know, my mental health has been all over the place, but right now it's really good, like evidenced by the fact that I have enough executive function to start a podcast, I guess. But yeah, in my neuroscience class, we were discussing this the other day. We had this guest speaker, Amy Nutt. She's a journalist who covered mental health and neuroscience for a very long time. And she's also someone who spent a lot of time as a mental patient, which gives her a unique perspective. And she basically asked us what we believed, like the scientific community's consensus on the cause of depression was. And one of the options was chemical imbalance in the 
brain and almost everyone in that lecture raised their hands because we have all heard that language over and over again that depression is caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain but it turns out that scientists don't actually really believe that or use that language to describe it there is some kind of correlation between serotonin deficiency and depression serotonin is a neurotransmitter it's a chemical in your brain that brain cells use to signal to each other but actually a majority of the body's serotonin is actually produced in the gut a lot of scientists have said that the supposed correlation between serotonin deficiency and depression actually like isn't statistically significant some people have a lot of serotonin and are still depressed also like antidepressant drugs that target serotonin and help your body have more serotonin in circulation in the brain for longer do not work for everyone like I think antidepressants were maybe cited as working for like 40% of the population or something they certainly didn't work for me although I'm not saying to go off your meds I think you should consult with a doctor and mental health professional before doing that just in general there's this myth that mental illness is just a chemical imbalance in your brain and it's something physically wrong with your body that needs to be fixed via drugs and I think that's an incredibly harmful misconception too many people believe that just getting on antidepressants or just taking other pharmaceuticals for like anxiety and stuff will solve all their problems it's really patronizing to tell people that the problem is with them and not the world like I know in my personal experience I was upset and I was depressed because of circumstances in my life beyond my control and antidepressants got me through a time when I couldn't control those things that were making me unhappy but I was still unhappy I just wasn't like so unhappy that I was in danger it numbed my emotions on both ends of the spectrum being on antidepressants I think and that was good because my emotions were very bad at the time but in order to actually find happiness I had to modify the areas of my life and my environment that were causing me to be depressed and I feel like not enough people talk about how being depressed and anxious is a logical reaction to the reality that we live in we live under capitalism and most of us even those of us who are lucky enough to have a roof over our heads and have enough food and have access to all of these things still have to work to survive and we still have to pay for health care and we have to pay for so many things that should be provided to us by the government via progressive taxation and some people have ridiculous amounts of wealth that they're just hoarding and the distribution of it isn't equitable at all and it's extremely frustrating and this economic system is so inhumane and it feels like we're powerless to stop it at times because the systems of power are so deeply entrenched and it's so hard to make substantial change through slow democratic processes and it can be really easy to feel powerless and demoralized and depressed and there are so many little things in our lives also that cause us stress like deadlines and bills to pay and just interpersonal relationships and now more than ever we are increasingly atomized and alienated from each other because we all spend a lot more time like inside and alone and substituting screen time for human connection and I do think that there are ways to connect with humans over screens but that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about like endlessly I guess consuming content instead of talking to other people ever and I realize this sounds hypocritical because this is content I am making content for you to consume but I encourage you to do other things also I'm sure that this is not the only thing you're doing in your day listening to this podcast so yeah just remember to talk to an actual human being it helps even though it's scary and it provokes anxiety for a lot of people I understand that I feel that way as well but it really does fucking help also we just 
just spend so much time inside. Since I got to college, I've been like outside a lot more, I guess, because I walk in between classes and that has done wonders for my mental health and also just the beauty of my natural environment. I'm very fortunate to live on a college that has a beautiful campus with a lot of well-cultivated plants. And I think that's another thing that's really important for mental health is just fresh air and sunshine and connecting with nature because it helps you realize that you're just a very small part of a very large ecological community and sometimes when every stressor in your life feels colossal and it feels like you just can't relax no matter what I find that looking up at the sky and reminding myself how small I am and how inconsequential every single thing I do is is comforting in a way because who cares if I don't get a good grade in this one college class it's not going to matter in the long run everything I do is so small that I can just do whatever I want and life is short so I should just pursue happiness while I can that's my mindset anyway and it's taken me a long time to get here I'm not going to say that it was easy I've had so many bumps along the way and I'm sure that I won't feel this way forever just as bad mental states are transient so are good mental states I'm sure that at some point I will feel substantially worse than this and I'll have to get myself out of it again but that's life and the best thing we can do is learn that everything is temporary I guess whoa that got deep anyway I also want to talk about just the importance of preventive care and community care. Our guest speaker in neuroscience class, Amy Nutt, actually talked a lot about this also. She said that people used to treat mental illnesses a lot more with community care and the implementation of that obviously hasn't been perfect historically, but I think we have a lot to learn from community care models and community care advocates. And I think it's just really important to like focus on prevention rather than treatment in general. This is my major gripe with the medical community. I am extremely pro-prevention versus treatment and that's a lot of why I actually decided not to go pre-med like whenever I tell someone my majors are bio and neuroscience they're always like oh are you pre-med because I guess that complements my majors very well but I'm not and I have a lot of reasons for this I've thought about it a lot I generally feel like I belong in a lab where I can like redo things if I mess them up not like a clinic where the stakes are unbelievably high wasting expensive reagents in a lab is bad and like breaking glassware and stuff you know it's bad but like wasting Wasting human people's lives is worse. I don't think I could be trusted to have a beating heart in my hands or something like that. For example, I have fine motor skills. I'm a micro sculptor. That is a sculptor of tiny things, not like a sculptor who is tiny. Although I guess I'm both because I actually make like life-size ceramics and I am pretty small. That reminds me of the Rick and Morty episode actually where there's like a surgeon and he's like scalpel and someone hands him a scalpel and then he's like microsurgeon and then someone hands him a microsurgeon like a tiny little person and then the the microsurgeon is like microscalpel anyway I have fun motor skills but under pressure all bets are off like my hands do start shaking like my handwriting on test infinitely worse than my handwriting in class and the pressure of a test is nothing compared to the pressure of having to do a surgery or even having to diagnose someone I also don't think I have the social skills and bedside manner to be a doctor like I can't even ask my professor for an extension without being on the verge of tears do you think I could tell someone that they have cancer like think again there's no way I could do that I also just don't think I have enough emotional intelligence in general and I think more people need to evaluate and realize those things about themselves before they 
become doctors because I've been hurt by doctors and other medical professionals who just have no sense of how to talk to a patient about their medical conditions. Yeah, like I said, I'm also more interested in preventing disease than treating it. I wouldn't want to spend my life kind of on the treadmill of like treating diseases forever and treating the symptoms rather than the cause and mopping up the messes caused by other elements of our society. I'd rather be fixing those elements. Like I said, our society is incredibly flawed and humans are incredibly far from our evolutionary origins. We've undergone a lot of technological change in a very short period of time and our bodies have not had a chance to catch up. We were meant to, I guess, live outdoors, be outside a lot, be in community with each other. Like evolutionarily, our bodies do not know how to deal with screens and apps that are designed to colonize our attention and give us ungodly concentrations of neurotransmitters that we would not have naturally. And just our environment in general creates a lot of problems for us. And I am going to sound like a bit of a conspiracy theorist here, but hear me out. I'm just trying to speak truth to power, dude. That's all I'm doing. Prevention is not profitable. Treatment is profitable because the pharmaceutical industry makes money off of selling you drugs and doctors make money off of prescribing you those drugs. A lot of pharmaceutical companies give a lot of money to doctors in order to encourage them to prescribe more drugs to patients. And this is not some crazy far-fetched theory. This is supported with real data. We were looking at it in my data science class last semester, a data set of doctors who took money from pharmaceutical companies. And it's a lot. There are a lot of them. Anyway, preventative care is not profitable because if people don't develop diseases in the first place, they don't see doctors as much. I also think another reason I shouldn't be a doctor is because I'm too interested in the diseases themselves rather than the patient's health. Like, of course, I'm, I'm interested in promoting human health. I think that's very, very important. I just also am curious as to how certain organisms survive within patients and also the progression of certain viruses and things like that. And I just feel like it's extremely unethical for me to be a doctor when I am so interested in the diseases themselves. And I was really interested in parasites as a child. I still am. I actually study parasites in the lab now, which I feel like is a total full circle moment for me. And my research focuses on diagnosis, but a lot of people in the lab are studying the organisms themselves and focusing on how to genetically modify them, for example, so that they can't transmit diseases as well and other things like that. And I just think that stuff is fascinating. And I think it's a doctor's responsibility to get the disease out of the patient or in remission as quickly as possible. And if you're trying to study the disease causing organisms themselves you just can't do that and it's unethical to use humans as incubators for disease but in conclusion I should not be a doctor I would also have to take more math classes if I was a pre-med student I think and that does not work for me also pre-med students in general y'all scare me a little bit like I would consider myself organized and academically driven but even I can acknowledge when enough is enough but I love you guys though you're you're cool I relate to you a lot um also a mega nerd just about different stuff I guess but yeah no hate to pre-meds you guys slay I wish I had the motivation to take more like organic chemistry classes but I don't think I can handle it anyway that's all I really wanted to talk about today again speaking truth to power aka ranting and rambling but I hope you guys got something valuable from this and hopefully by the next episode I will have a fun little nickname for you guys I feel like I need to come up with something witty and fun and quirky thank you so much for listening. Louisa Miller out.